0: Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Beautiful You. I am your host, Avantika. Thank you so much for your response on the previous episode and the episodes that I've published so far. And this year, 2023, I want to be more consistent with my episodes. And speaking of this year... I want to have more guests on my podcast to have more candid conversations about mental health. So if you or anyone you know has been diagnosed with a mental disorder or has gone through mental health problems and wishes to talk about it, please reach out to me. I would love to have one-on-one conversation about it. My email and Instagram will be linked in the description, so feel free to reach out. Your comfort will be my utmost priority. So if you wish to talk about it, but want to remain anonymous, that is something that we can do as well. So far in my experience, I've noticed that it's one thing when you're spreading awareness about certain mental health disorders or anything related to mental health. But there is another when you have a one-on-one conversation with someone who has actually gone through it. You know, those are very two separate types of conversations and it's really insightful to actually talk to someone who has been through different things. So yeah, if you know anyone who would be willing to come on my podcast as my guest, please, please let me know. Reach out and we'll connect soon on that. Secondly, is it just me or have you guys been having like certain weird ass days? I don't know what's happening. So I'm recording this episode on 3rd of Feb and the last few days have been so weird for me. I have been doing the bare minimum and nothing more than that. Like I'm not even tired, but I'm just not able to get things done. I don't know what's going on, man. And I've been taking naps, which is a new thing because I am someone who does not take naps. I'm someone who does not sleep in the afternoons at all. Even if I've slept for like four hours during the night, I wouldn't take naps because growing up, taking naps was a concept that was strictly avoided in my household. So I never got into the habit of it. And I've been taking naps recently. It feels good, but only to a certain extent. It's just, you know, I've been... I don't know, it's been weird. Even if I sleep for like six or seven days, seven hours, I still would be in a weird mood. Like it's not even a weird mood. I'm doing good and I'm not even tired, but I just can't seem to get things done. I don't know what's happening to be honest. I hope this is just a short phase. And if you are also going through the same thing if you're having slow ass days let me know man so i know that i'm not alone and we can talk about it and whine about it a little and hopefully make each other feel better that you know we're not alone in this so yeah So today's episode is actually a highly requested episode. A lot of y'all have reached out to me and asked me, Avantika, how do you do all the things that you do? And what are your time management skills? You know, tell me some of the best tips that you use and all that stuff. And this has been a highly requested video for months. And I'm really, really sorry about the late upload. But it's finally out. It's finally here. So let's get into it. So, if you're someone who follows my Instagram at the right beautiful you probably have a little bit of idea of what I do throughout the day because I tend to share day-in-my-life stories often on that account. If you haven't followed it yet, go do that. And if you're new, then here's a short you know summary of what exactly I do. So I'm a second year full-time student at university. I'm studying BAC psychology. I'm also a part-time English tutor. I teach 9th and 10th CBSC and ICSE kids, and I have I have this podcast. There are certain online courses that I do here and there then occasionally i write and i'm a part of my student council at the same time i am in the process of planning out my future after my undergrad which is a whole another thing i'm trying to be consistent with working out journaling meditation taking care of my mental health i was diagnosed with bipolar disorder type 2 when i was 17 so managing a lifestyle when you have been diagnosed with a disorder is a whole another thing in itself apart from that i in the first year i had a lot of other commitments as well like You know, I was a part of an organization which is basically a networking platform for entrepreneurs. I was representing my mom's business over there. I had social media internship going on. There were like, there were things I would be doing a lot, basically, which are apart from college. And when I actually sat down to write a draft on this episode, I realized that even back in my school days, even when I was much younger, from the ages of 10 to, let's say, 16, I would be multitasking even back then. Like, I would be dancing kathak. I used to learn the... uh, dance form for about eight years i used to play badminton then there was gym there was tuition there was school every year i would be participating in seven to eight olympiads apart from that there would be allocation competitions, student council and then like debate competitions and all that so it would be like a lot of things in school itself Through my dance classes, we would go out for dance performances and all that. So yeah, basically, I've been working on several projects at the same time from a very young age. And throughout the years, I have realized some things that don't work for me and some things that work for me. Now, some of the things that don't work for me is schedules, routines, and timetables. For some reason, I just cannot follow a schedule or a routine or a timetable because for me, it somehow makes the day monotonous or my weeks monotonous, and I cannot deal with monotonous days. You know how one of um, a lot of content creators also like talk about avoid multitasking focus on just one thing for some reason that has never worked out for me because I would always notice that the more projects I have on my hand the more product efficient I would be and it would always be very thrilling to work on more than one thing so yeah those were like two main things that didn't work for me moving on to the things that did work for me I wanted to share these techniques with you and I hope you get something out of this episode because these techniques have helped me immensely Okay, so the first and the foremost one is making to-do lists and i make a lot of to-do lists i'll elaborate on that so every birthday what i do is instead of new year's resolutions i do birthday resolutions i don't believe in the new year's resolution thing because i've noticed that whenever i'm making like birthday resolutions it's more about for myself so like it's easier for me to keep track of the stuff that i'm doing the stuff the goals that i want to achieve so it's like the things that i want to get done in my 18th year or 19th year or my 20th year now instead of 2023 you know Also, it helps that my birthday is in December, so (laughs) yeah. Um, So yeah, basically I would do birthday resolutions and like two to three weeks before my birthday comes in, I would look back on the year and also look forward to, okay, these are the things that I'm gonna get done. So I would make a to-do list for a year, divide it into six months, then in three months, then a month, and sometimes I divide that weekly and then often daily. Now hear me out. I know it sounds like a lot of to-do lists and it is, but it just helps me have somewhat of an idea of where I'm going. If Even if you don't have like one year long goals or six month long goals, that's completely fine. But having a to-do list has genuinely helped me stay so much organized. I feel so much in control and I like knowing what I'm going to do next. Of course, there's a lot of um, flexibility that comes into it as well, but yeah. For me, even if I, let's say, don't have three month uh, long to-do list, I definitely have daily to-do lists and a weekly to-do list. It helps me prioritize as well. There's a whole another matrix called urgent important matrix. It is also known as eisenhower matrix this will help you prioritize your to-do list based on the level of urgency and importance of each task so basically you divide all of your tasks into four different categories first one being important and urgent then important and non-urgent then non-urgent but important and then non-important and then non-urgent the fourth one is basically the one that you delegate to others or you know try to avoid it because it's not urgent or important so yeah if you follow through this urgent important matrix it can actually help you because it's simple and effective at least at the beginning of the to-do list there's another one technique that i uh, read in eat that frog there's a book called eat that frog by brian tracy that was one of the books that I came across, I think when I was in eighth or ninth grade. And there are like 21 ways to stop procrastinating and you know getting more work done in less time. When I was reading that book, I realized that I am doing pretty much most of the techniques that he has mentioned in the book. So I didn't really learn a lot from that book. However, if you are someone who wants to stop procrastinating and wants to learn how to get better with time management and you know being more efficient, that is a book that I would definitely suggest. The second tip is, it's also along the lines of making the to-do list, but this is also very important, adding the smallest thing on the to-do list. Okay, I'll give you an example. Do you ever experience those slow days when you're so incredibly unmotivated, when you don't want to do anything, you're trying to push yourself mentally, but you just can't physically make yourself do it, right? You just don't feel like doing anything, but you also need to get certain things done, at least the bare minimum, so work doesn't pile up too much. On those days, what I do is add the smallest thing there is that I have to do in the list and then as I tick things off it makes me feel more accomplished so it's like it gives my uh, brain a certain boost which is like okay you know what I'm getting things done this is not that bad let's just take one step at a time sometimes literally it's like baby steps I'll give you an example let's say I have to do uh, a lot of chores right instead of just writing chores which is what I would usually do on the days that I'm fairly productive on my slow days, I would mention all the chores. For example, sometimes I would even go up till, okay, if I have to like clean the house, instead of writing clean the house, I would write clean bedroom, clean kitchen, clean, you know, living room and stuff like that. If I have to run some errands, I would mention all the errands that I have to run. And then once I'm done with that thing, I will just, instead of just ticking one thing, which is run errands, I would be taking like, I don't know, four or five things that I did. Another example of this technique is, so instead of writing work on a new podcast episode, I would break it down into create draft, record an episode, edit the episode, publish the episode, and then market it. So like, even if each task takes about 30 30 minutes to three hours, it doesn't matter. Like, I would try to be as specific as I can be. So at the end of the day, I feel like, okay, I'm getting things done. So it's like, it puts me in that momentum of work that's it though and also because i'm aware that this is what i'm doing i also make sure that i'm not like taking things just for the sake of it or you know convincing myself that oh i'm actually getting things done but i I just did like two hours worth of work for i don't know four hours like i try to be self-aware about those things as well but yeah these usually help when i'm not in that momentum and i need to get myself into that momentum of working and getting things done The third point is knowing when I'm gonna multitask versus knowing when I'm gonna monotask. So I'll elaborate on that. It's like if I'm doing short stuff, that doesn't take too much of time, but I can juggle between those that that's when I'm multitasking. So I would make sure that I have a clear idea of the things that I'm gonna multitask and then the things that I'm gonna monotask, which usually includes things related to my work, college, studying, anything like that. There are certain things which require more of your attention, but there are certain things which you can get by without reducing the quality of the work that you do. And sometimes it's like the smallest thing, like, you know, I would be listening to some YouTube video or a podcast episode and I would just get certain house chores done, something like that. The fourth point would be learning to compartmentalize. Now, compartmentalization is a technique that i learned to implement from a very young age from the age of 10 and i feel like this is very crucial to learn and it helps you not just in your professional life but also your personal life i have a story from back when i was you know playing badminton for my school team as well as i used to go for badminton classes and to go to my badminton classes i would have to travel from my house to the classes and whenever i, I would be in the bus i would make a list of things that i need to get done throughout the day or for the rest of the day mentally. I would often reach the class before time because of bus scheduling and i will be like reading over certain materials or studying basically before class. Then when I'm on the court, I wouldn't think about anything else except for my game and what I need to improve to get better as a badminton player. Now, when I would be on the way back, again, I would go through the mental list that I need to do things, you know, when I'm at home. And once I get home, I wouldn't be thinking about badminton at all because on certain days, on in certain months actually during certain months my career would get extremely crazy so i would need to optimize all the time that i had so that my academics wouldn't get affected and fortunately they never did or almost never did actually but yeah so my fourth tip would be learn how to compartmentalize it has helped me ever since i was literally 10 and i continue to do so like even today i'm not even gonna lie Because I study psychology, a lot of people often question that, oh, do you like often psychoanalyze the people that you're talking to? Or do you, you know, are you like reading minds? Or like the, all the things that come along when you tell someone that you're studying psychology. And the thing is, I would find myself trying to therapize my uh, friends like i would find myself thinking okay what's the right thing to say what's the right take what's the right question to ask and all that and i would find myself in that thought process quite often but i realized that this is not the way to go i need to compartmentalize here i need to understand that just because i'm studying psychology doesn't mean that i need to always know the right thing to say and do because when I am, you know, in the role of a psychology student or whenever like my professional side of me requires me to be extremely empathetic and, you know, view things in a very neutral perspective, I don't necessarily need to be that way when I'm talking to my friends. So I did this peer counseling internship after my first year and I had clients and I did like online peer counseling with them I was, of course, under supervision and everything. So I had learned how the basic counseling skills work. And I was putting that into execution. That is when I had experienced this difficulty that, okay, I need to understand that when I'm talking to my friends, when I'm engaging in personal conversations with like people who I know personally, I don't need to be in that role. So now I really don't find it that difficult because sometimes I'm just learning a concept in class and I'm not always indulging in, okay, what does that mean with this person, that person? Of course, there are certain cues that you pick up on when you talk to people because when you're studying psychology it's like you start to learn and understand better how people act or why people act the way they act or just about human behavior in general so of course there's like a better understanding but there's also a lot of compartmentalization that goes into there my fifth tip would be to keep your priorities straight now knowing what needs to be done at that moment and being able to block out distractions takes a lot of control a lot of practice it will take a lot of time to be okay with your work, taking a priority over a lot of social events. It was initially difficult, but I've learned to be more than okay with it now. Learn to say no to plans, people and places. It could be a little uncomfortable in the beginning, but knowing why you're doing it, knowing your why's for whatever it is that you do will go a long way in helping you with it. So sometimes what would happen with me is that I would want to socialize and go out with my friends But I would have to say no to those plans or people or sometimes I would make commitments prior. But then something happens in, let's say, my tutoring job. So if the students get a new timetable and I need to take more of their classes or I notice that they're slacking and I need to have a class or two extra with them or they have exams coming up and they gave question papers, I have like correct those test papers and I need to give back to them as soon as possible so i would have to say no to the social events because i would need to take classes which initially got a little frustrating because even on days where i just wanted to relax even on sunday sundays my weekends usually get busier for some reason so yeah sometimes i would have to wake up at eight and take an early class something like that so it's like it gets a little hectic and overwhelming when, you know, you're constantly checking your priorities and saying no to social events because I so badly want to go to that particular event or hang out with my friends, but I wouldn't unfortunately be able to do that. So yeah, keeping your priorities straight has helped me with time management for sure. And that being said, make sure that you have enough time to have a social life. For some, it's this is so weird, but for some reason, the last couple of months, I have learned how to keep a balance with my social life and just professional life and work. Like I have a work-life balance, which is kind of new for me. I didn't think that I would have that considering the extracurriculars, but I actually do manage to have a pretty satisfying social life, which is satisfying to me though. So keep your priorities in check, know your whys, know why you're doing it, know or remind yourself why this particular task or particular job or particular Whatever thing that you have to do, why is that important to you? And why that needs to get done as soon as possible. I hope that helped. Okay, last but not the least, Develop self-care habits. I cannot emphasize on how important this is. I talk about this in detail in another episode. I go into depth about how I developed self-care habits, which help me reach my higher potential. They include, you know, fancy things like face masks and massages and solo dates, but they also include going to therapy, taking accountability for the hurt that I've been through, which is not even my fault, cutting people off, Forming boundaries, showing up to gym on days I really don't want to. Taking medications regularly, even though I dislike taking medications a lot. And advocating for the things that I'm passionate about. So yeah, it's a huge topic to cover and we'll dive into it in another episode. The thing is, when you're well rested and in tune with yourself, it is much, much easier to keep your momentum flowing and manage your time efficiently. So highly encourage developing self-care habits which work for you all self-care habits don't work for everyone so you need to make sure which activities which things make you feel more fulfilled make you feel more connected with yourself because if you don't take care of your body your health your mind they won't be taking care of you in the long run so develop self-care habits which work for you that is all for today these are the six techniques tips whatever you want to call it that have helped me with time management immensely the first one being to-do lists then adding the smallest thing to the to-do list knowing when you're gonna multitask versus monotask learning to compartmentalize keeping your priorities straight and last but not the least self-care habits thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my episode please let me know if you or someone you know wants to advocate for mental health, wants to share their journey, my email and my Instagram will be linked down in the description. I would appreciate feedback on how I could do better, what kind of content that you would like to hear about. Follow my Instagram at the red to get more updates about the podcast. And also, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, please rate my podcast. It would definitely help me reach out to more people who are like-minded, who are into self-development and, you know, mental health awareness. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, please make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, and all that jazz. I will see you guys in the next episode. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. Please take care. I'll see you soon. Bye.